Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Learning Insights, brought to you by Training Pros. When you have more projects than people, Training Pros can provide you with the right L&D consultant to start your project with confidence. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Learning Insights, and this show is brought to you by our good friends at Training Pros. Today on Learning Insights, we have Anant Kale with AppZen. Welcome. Thanks, Lee. Thanks for having me. Well, before we get too far into things, tell us about AppZen. How are you serving folks? Yeah, so uh, what AppZen does is it provides an AI platform for finance. We help companies save money by using artificial intelligence to reduce their spend, increase employee efficiency and improve their compliance, both compliance from for company policies as well as any regulatory requirements. Now, if there was no apps, then how would they be doing this, uh, this kind of stuff? Yeah, so, so what apps really does is um, uh, we focus on areas of spend. So if you think about any kind of invoices or expense reports that employees submit, um, you typically uh, uh, hope that everything in those expenses are right, but the reality is that's not the case. There could be duplicates in there. Um, there could be spend that employees are having on things that you don't want the company spend to be done, which that means they could be buying uh, things off Amazon, they are buying lots of alcohol, whatever the case might be. And companies rely on managers and finance teams to find uh, that, uh, those sort of expenses hiding in those expense, in those expense reports. So what Absent does is we use our technology, our artificial intelligence, to scan through the receipts, to read the receipts uh, automatically and find out if there is any problematic spend, if there is any fraud, or if there is any misuse, or in some cases, just mistakes that are happening. Right. Because nowadays I would imagine with credit cards, you know, do you remember, was that, did I use my real American Express or did I use my companies? Like they look the same. It's hard to, you know, you could do it accidentally and this would catch that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's one of the biggest, uh, uh, you know, pain points that we find where employees don't realize that they have actually uh, paid off their, you know, company card. And then they find this uh, loose receipt hanging out and they say, oh, maybe I missed it. So they put that in again. And the company ends up paying uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars across all employees. And that just, uh, that's an honest mistake on part of the employee, but it does cost uh, companies money, right? And it's hard to find when you're manually reviewing all these expenses. But with our technology, with artificial intelligence, this can get caught within seconds without any human involvement. Now, does this lay up on top of their existing platform they're using to um, submit their expenses? Yes, so it actually works with whatever you have. So Absent today has more than 1,800 uh, customers, including you know companies like Amazon, Salesforce, um, uh, Novartis, or Boeing. They all rely on Absent uh, to audit through their expenses. And, and, the, and the cool thing is uh, they don't have to change anything that they're doing today. Um, their current expense uh, systems, it could be an SAP or a Conquer or Oracle or anything that they use, um, any home-made system too, they can keep it as it is. Absent just works behind the scenes. It connects with their, um, with their expense system. Our technology then reads and real time within minutes can find out any kind of um, issues, any kind of mistakes or fraud that, that might be hiding in there. Now, because of COVID and the pandemic, are there different types of expenses that your um, kind of your software had to relearn? Like, oh, this is now could be a problem area where it previously wasn't a private area because so many people are working from home. 
Well, absolutely. Um, we, we know before before COVID hit us, um, a large part of or the majority part of your expenses were related to travel and hotel stays, right? And uh, we used to find a bunch of um, uh, issues around that. Everything from employees upgrading to business class or watching in-room movies in the hotels or buying lots and lots of bottles of, uh, you know, say alcohol in their, in their dinners, right? But what has happened post-COVID is that the, that the travel has virtually come to a standstill and employees are now working from home, like you said. But, but this has created newer kind of problems, different problems that the technology had to learn. Uh, things related to uh, starting with, you know, things like employees buying cleaning supplies, buying N95 masks to keep them safe, um, their workplace safe. Um, and then as, as people started working from home, uh, things related to work from home expenses. And it could mean a whole lot of things. It could mean buying computer monitors. It could be buying a new desk or a chair that you think makes your work efficient or buying even simple things like cables. We had to, um, we had to come up with, or rather the technology had to learn uh, a whole bunch of um, stuff which it had not seen before, um, where there were no rules written before and, and enlightened the CFOs and the finance teams that here are the kind of spends that are happening and in some cases, the abuses that were happening in, in, in that work from home expenses. And I guess this is another example of the benefit of AppZen because you were doing that for all of your clients across all industries. Whereas if each company had to figure this out individually, it would take a lot of time. No, absolutely. That's that's the power of artificial intelligence. This is uh, the technology which 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 gets its edge um, because of the data that it uh, that it can see, right? And we see data. Our data uh, platform is able to see billions of dollars of spend across all these companies across um, you know different countries. So the kind of um, uh, different violations or fraud or misuse that it can see and the spend that it can see is is impossible to replicate manually or even internally. So, so when it saw things like um, uh, you know, N95 mask, our technology was able to bring that up, saying that, hey, this is not a spend that I've seen earlier. This is a new kind of um, item that, uh, that companies are buying or employees are buying. Uh, are you sure that this is allowed, right? Or when um, it started seeing companies buying things like, or employees buying things like uh, a $900 maybe um, you know, chair uh, for their work from home, it automatically brings those things up because it knows that this is not normal. This is not what we have seen earlier. So it is important that the companies understand where this money is going. And when it sees that, 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 that the companies are okay with it, then it realizes that this is okay. This is okay to, to be reimbursed and will not you know, bring those uh, kind of things up. But, it, but technology is able to do that at a much faster scale and bring those anomalies out um, uh, in, 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 in things which, you know, is impossible for humans to do. Now, when you're selling this into a company, who is the target within that company? Is it like the chief finance officer or chief information officer? Yes, it is normally the, the folks in the finance teams uh, in belonging to the, the CFO office. Somebody who looks at all of their spend, um, accounts payable spend, travel and expenses spend. Those are the people where um, who are really, really motivated by ensuring that we are spending the least, least amount of human capital in monitoring our spend. Second is we are reducing our spend, especially in, in, in times like these where every company is pressured under uh, cost management, right? Uh, how do we take off a few points on all of our spend? Because that's something which you can do. And then finally, compliance. How do we ensure that employees are behaving in the right way 
uh, and there's no workplace um, kind of um, uh, spend abuse that is going on. Now, when you're selling this into a company and you're explaining the benefits and how this is going to be now monitored by artificial intelligence, is there any kind of um, training you have to do for those folks in order to implement it to their uh, employees? Because now it seems like now I got kind of I could see it as Big Brother is looking over my shoulder now. It's not Bob. It's it's a computer that's kind of doing this. Is there any change management you have to kind of work through to help them? Uh, explain it to their folks? Yeah, the change management really is pretty transparent because all, all, the, all the things that are happening are happening behind the scenes, right? Uh, employees really don't know that instead of a person, it's a technology that, it is, that is finding all these uh, different violations. Now, the, the, the cool part is that we want to bring the human element and we are, we are actually helping out the finance folks in doing their job better. So when the technology finds that there is a problem, it 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 brings a human in, it brings in the finance person in, uh, so that they can help understand oh what is the culture that we want to bring in, what is the policy that we have, what is the business that we are in, and uh, then relate back to the employee. So the change management is pretty minimal because this is working pretty transparently behind the scenes. What you do see, what employees do see, uh, there is a, probably an, a very efficient finance team that I have, uh, which is finding all these things which, when, which they were not doing before. And it's probably making their life easier because they don't have to kind of parse through all of this stuff. They're just getting kind of pinged whenever something's like a red flag. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in fact, the, the biggest benefit, one of the big benefits that we have seen is not just in finance teams, but also in employees. Because what happens is today employees spend on their you know, credit cards and then they have to follow up with their managers. Hey, please approve my expense and then find out, uh, follow up with the finance teams before they get reimbursed and it could take three, four weeks or even months to get paid. But with AI, artificial intelligence doing all that job, our customers have been able to reimburse their employees within 24 hours, right? Because you're not waiting on a, on a, on a, on a manager to make that decision. You're not waiting on a finance person to make that decision. And very confidently, you can say that for the employees who are doing the right things, who are spending money appropriately based on the company's policy, we can, we can reimburse you very, very quickly and not, you know, um, uh, not, not delay those payments. So things like these, where you can increase employee satisfaction dramatically, but just not possible earlier. You're, now with AI, with artificial intelligence, you're able to maintain the same kind of controls, even make them better than what you had before and delight the employees by paying them so much faster. Now, what was the genesis of uh, this idea? How did this come about? Yeah, so, so, the, so uh, when I founded the company um, about seven years ago, um, you know, data science and artificial intelligence was uh, fairly new in terms of what it could do. And, and, and what we saw was um, in every company, you relied on a series of workflows where people were making decisions. And we thought that the, the reason why people are making those decisions is uh, it could be finance teams or it could be um, any kind of you know, sales guys is because you require people to look through documents, to read through documents and use their experience and judgment um, uh, and expertise in that domain to take a decision. Right? And this was not possible to automate that with, uh, with applications earlier. But with AI, we saw the possibility that we could use things like um, computer vision, natural language processing, which allows um, you know, things which you normally see associated with consumer apps, things like Facebook or uh, where it recognizes pictures or, uh, or Siri or Alexa, where it understands language. 
we thought that we could use these technologies to uh, to equip machines with taking those decisions better and faster and cheaper and that was the genesis around around using around hypothesis around building this company that we can build those applications which um, which today um, rely on human decision making and auto them uh, to a fairly large extent so that people are just getting involved when there is a real need or when there's a, there's a real exception which the machine has flagged for you so that's that's what we are after we are we are building an application set of applications that automate the human decision making process essentially where finance is involved now um how did you go about building your team yeah so so the the, the key thing is that you got to get um uh, people who are equally passionate about the mission that you are on right so it was um uh, you know working with my early stages uh, it was working with um, friends colleagues uh, my co-founder is, is somebody i know for a long time uh, is a friend and we all shared the both of us shared the same passion so that was the initial team and then people whom i whom i could trust um, that they were great in their specific professions it could be in product development in engineering um um or in uh, in marketing getting those uh, uh you know talking to those folks talking to them about the mission and see if they're equally passionate about it and they are here in for the long journey right and once you kind of see that we share the same set of goals and values then you know you have the right people in your team now as the team grows and you go beyond you know people you know personally and 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 you have a team of people that all believe in the miss- mission how do you kind of create and maintain that culture and especially maintain that culture when there is something that is uh something a crisis comes in play like uh covid has yeah i think that's a great question and 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 we kind of as still about it a couple of years ago um you know when we are growing at such a rapid pace today we are close to about 300 um, employees and um we started off saying that we need to have a core set of values on how do we figure out who was who's the right team member at absin so we actually have an what we call as um, izen which is our set of core values um and we have five things in it we obsess about our customers that means we put customers first we walk in their shoes um and we focus on value and we are relentless about it then we earn trust we we want to be consistent we want to be trustworthy we want to be transparent with our employees with our customers uh, right and and that's kind of a very um important thing for us uh, and we want to be have a culture where everyone um wants to do their best and there are no there are no fears around uh, failing right so we want to be innovative and be fearless so that's one of the key values we have that we want to use employees to use creative attempts to solve problems right and not 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 stay with the status quo but rather challenge it and then um uh, we want to act with urgency that's our fourth value which is um we want to be um uh, in the go out there with energy we want to pursue it um we want to be uh, not sitting uh, out there uh, waiting for things to happen and finally we want to be caring and compassionate about each other right so we need to have empathy for each others in our team uh, our customers the community that we are in and and we need to have employees or uh, and partners who share those same set of values right so we set up these five core um uh, values for ourselves and 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 we essentially um when we are hiring new employees we are we are measuring them on whether these this will be a good fit for our team do they care about the same things 
And, and if they do, that automatically becomes a, a good employee that you want to hire. So that has worked pretty well for us. And it's just a question of reinforcing and reiterating what you care about and, and things do fall in place and you get the right kind of talent in the company. Now, when you're, um, when you're working in this kind of, uh, kind of bleeding edge technology where you're, where you're figuring out stuff way ahead of your clients are, how do you kind of keep your, all the employees with that kind of learning mentality and always pushing and learning? Do you have any formal kind of uh, training or learning in place to help them kind of be the leaders that they have to be in order to help the company? Yeah. So, so there's some of the stuff which is, which is structured is around ensuring that, Hey, what are we, who are we working for? What are the customers um, that we are trying to service? Right? What are their problems? So educating our employees on uh, customer problems and those that domain is important. So we set up not just formal avenues for learning, but um, things like customer lunch and learns, right? Where we, we uh, talk to our customers on why they selected us, what did they like, what did they dislike, what we could improve. And we bring in the entire company in. So every any employee in the company, we call those cross-functional check-ins, every employee in the company is allowed to sit in, in those calls and can ask any kind of question, right? What we find is building the, the customer empathy and knowing what to build uh, are, the, are the kind of key takeaways employees come up with when they have these kind of interactions with uh, with the customers that we serve, that that's what we exist for. So along with having formal avenues where they uh, have an accounting one-on-one, they have a learning um, around that or um, skills in how to manage teams. We find that the other avenues where or more practical ways of, of getting that kind of experiences, practical experiences from customers uh, helps us a lot in keeping um, the focus, keeping uh, an eye on what is to be built, what is in the future, what are the areas that we want to solve for. Um, and, and that really uh, puts the uh, team together and focus on the right things. Now, what for you is the most rewarding part of the job? Is it getting new customers? Is it getting that employee that has taken their uh, maybe career to the next level or new ways to serve your customers? What stuff uh, gets you fired up nowadays? I think the key thing is that are we building the, are we uh, able to earn the trust of the customers and are we delivering to that, right? So um, a company like ours, which is um, uh, showing the promise to customers on what technology can do and really pushing the the envelope in terms of what AI can do, how it can transform their um, workplace. In many cases, we are taking chances on uh, what uh, technology can do. And we need uh, customers who are taking chances on us as well, right? Because these are uh, newer applications which people haven't thought of today and we are the ones thinking about it. And having partners uh, who, who, who not only you know, engage with us, but put their trust in us and then us being able to deliver on that and exceed their expectation and delight them, that's, that's probably brings me the most uh, satisfaction. Now, any advice for companies that are maybe not in your same space, but in that have a new technology and they're looking for the right client slash partner that is willing to be kind of a forward thinker and put their neck on the line? Because a lot of folks, you know, they worry about keeping their job. And when, you know, you're not going to, 
lose your job if you go with the incumbent or do things the way it's always been done. But in today's world, you always have to be pushing and testing, I would think, in order to be successful and to be ready for the next big thing. So any advice for that leader out there that has a new product and that has to kind of recruit some also kind of some risk takers to come on board? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, the, the, the one thing which I would um, advise is that technology is not sold uh, for technology alone. Always think, put yourself in customer's shoes and figure out what problem are you solving for them? How critical is that problem and why should they work with you? Right. So if you if you put yourself in, in, in their role and figure out that am I solving the problem? Is this problem hard enough? Are important enough to solve, and why should they be solving or putting their trust in me to solve it? And if you can, if you can answer those, and you can recruit somebody to believe, and 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 obviously not just words, but with their actions as well, that uh, you can deliver on it, and you will try your best to get that get that done, is is kind of number one. So if you are able to solve that, and then you are talking to uh, you know prospects on whom should be working with you. You also got to find a person on the other side who's willing to take chances on you, right? Because not every customer or not every business is in the same kind of, um, you know, leading edge, forward thinking um, scenarios or, or will work with every, um, uh, with every company out there. So once you find somebody who shares those same um, values with you, is willing to take that risk on you and is willing to bet on you, those are the initial ones that you need. Um, before you can, uh, and then say that, yeah, I've proved it out out here. I've proved it at a couple of companies. I can go in and then talk to every other uh, customer, every other company out there, because they have, they, they see that this is a valid technology. It is following a, a right business problem and I have reference customers. Now, what is the pain uh, a prospective Abzen customer is having right before they say, you know what, maybe we should take a shot with these Abzen folks? Yeah, I mean, right now um, we we, uh, we obviously went through that when we started the company um, and uh, didn't have any customers, right? Many years ago. Now, um, when customers talk to us, they already know that uh, my goal is to save money. My goal is to increase the efficiency, right? Every, uh, and my uh, goal is to be compliant. So these are common values that every customer is um, has. Um, uh, and and that's what they're focusing on. Uh, today, we are seeing more and more with the pandemic, uh, things like digital transformation. Companies want to make sure that um, they are they are doing works, uh, doing the work in their office in a digital way with the least number of people that are uh, that are involved in the process, right? So, so companies are coming to us with these problems very well stated and looking at absent to help them uh, not just in TNE but also our ex- our uh, accounts payable. Um, doing the same thing in accounts payable around all their spend. So that's what uh, we are adding value, reducing the um, uh, reducing the spend that the company has by a couple of points, uh, which 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 adds to the cash flow of a company. Uh, reducing the the human capital required, the work that is required uh, to go in and improving the efficiency and productivity of their employees. Those are areas that companies are very concerned about and which Advan is solving for. Now, or is this? Uh industry agnostic does this work in all industries or do you find you're getting clients in certain industries we we pretty much have uh, companies um, across all industries like i mentioned um, right from manufacturing um, to high tech uh, to pharmaceutical life sciences companies which are um, close to 1000 employees all the way to you know companies that have um, you know 250000 employees 
we have applicability across industries and verticals um, and across countries as well. So really a broad uh, use case for Amazon. And if somebody wanted to learn more, have a more substantive conversation about you, uh, with you or somebody on your team, what's the website and best coordinates to get a hold of you? The best way is to uh, go to our website, www.appzen.com. That's A-P-P-Z-E-N.com. And on the website, there's a contact us um, uh, button. You can you can connect with any of our folks. Uh, we'll be happy to walk you through the applicability and see if Abzen is the right fit for you. Good stuff. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. You're doing important work and we appreciate you. Thank you so much. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Learning Insights. And remember, we could not be doing this work and sharing these stories without our good friends at Training Pros. See you next time on Learning Insights. Thank you for listening. For more information about Training Pros, visit their website at training-pros.com. Thank you.